Women Radio 91.7 and you're welcome on Panorama. Panorama is where we have the ladies from different geopolitical zones come together to discuss, accept and disagree on topical issues. And Panorama is broadcast Mondays through Fridays at 5 minutes past 9. My name is Esther Alaribi and I bring you ladies from different geopolitical zones to come discuss topical issues, analyzing and looking at them from different angles as they get to affect us and we also get to talk solutions and way forward. Joining me in the conversation this morning, I have Buki Femi Ajala. Good morning, Buki. How are you doing today? Yes. I'm good. I want to thank God as usual. So, good morning, everyone. My Panorama family, how are we doing? And good morning. Good morning. Thank you for joining us today. Thank you. All right. And we also have Ibnabo Dixon joining us this morning. Good morning, Ibnabo. How are you doing today? Yeah, good morning. Thank you so much for joining us today. All right, going into the conversation proper this morning, you can react by calling us on 07000 917 917 or you can send us a text or a WhatsApp message 070317-56537 to be a part of the conversation. Now, starting off the story this morning, this one, I read this report and it just beats me how bad it has gotten. I understand that parenting is not a day's job. Raising a child, it's not easy at all. Anyhow, you choose to look at it. But... When parents are doing, doing so much to actually raise their children properly, but the children just have a mind of their own, it is hard. Now, we're having to look at this incident that happened somewhere at Ishambi Comprehensive High School, Elishon Remo, in the Kenya local government area of Ogun State. Now, a gang of secondary, senior secondary school students at this school have beaten up their teacher from stopping one of them from cheating during an examination in the school. This student, displeased with the action of the teachers, actually waited. They accosted the teacher after school and beat him up at the school gate. Thankfully, policemen from the Remo Division got there and arrested about 10 of them. But it is just sad that, first, beating up your teacher is wrong on every side. Then beating your teacher because he refused to allow your friend cheats is another thing really to be looked at because there are different cases of, or we've had different cases where it has been reported that some students will gather to be their teachers for different reasons best known to them, unjustifiable reason because there's no way under the waters or anywhere on the land where it is, where it is justifiable that you get to beat your teacher. How? It's just the same way you lift your hands to beat your parents. And it should never happen from any child under any circumstances at all. But this is what we have. This is what we have. This is where we've gotten to. That students are having to beat their teachers. What was going through their mind? Uh, you beat your teacher and you go away and you come back to school the next day and nothing happened and we'll just sweep it under the carpet. Or we'll bring, gather parents together at the parents' forum and they have them cheering you up as a bright student that you are. Or how much you're reflecting the values that your parents have instilled in you. I would really be sad if... I get a report from my child's school telling me how my child beat up 
he's our teacher. I don't even know how I'm going to respond to that because it, it will beat every single thing inside of me. Trust how. And parents will be doing their different bits, struggling to ensure that they make ends meet, that the children are comfortable. Meanwhile, the child is somewhere out there selling your image. It is hard, Ibenabal, really, it is. Honestly, sometimes when you look at what is going on with, uh, with the younger generation, you begin to wonder where are we headed, what is going on. And the question I actually ask myself is, we have juvenile um, um, centers, mm. uh, juvenile correctional centers, where we are supposed to, you know, set right the dream, if I can say that, of some of these children. But um, as parents, as um, uh, authority, as viewers, level, we have allowed this um, very uh, bad act to continue. Students have revealed to the point that it has precipitated a lot of fears in their future. We, we, you know, when a problem is heard, that is very important. I want to be quick to look it in the board because without prompt action, it will have powerful consequences. A lot of times, some very, you know, strong headed students, some very responsible students who have made themselves bullies in real schools, you know, have been, their issues have been handled with a lot of levity. In some other cases, the parents will come and you see the behavior of the parents will not begin to understand why the child or the parent are like that. Look, schools are not just places where you go for academics. Mm -hmm. We should be completely educated, even in the areas of values. Not just in the academic, but we live in an era whereby students are the ones calling the shots in some schools, and not the teachers and the head of the school. And this is becoming unbecoming. A lot of this is happening. I can recall last week, mm. last week Friday, I was around, so I was around the uh, OGD. Um, driving towards on that. There is a particular secondary school around that, within that angle. And, they, and some, some students, they are not very mature for, uh, you know, engaging in very serious fights with other students and all that. Oh, yes, I think I know what you're talking about now. Yes. And I actually saw them in action on Friday, last Friday. I, 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 I just told myself that these students have teachers in that school. They have principals in their school. They have various, you know, academic and academic staff. Mm. They are supposed to see them and say to them that they have good behavior. And these students are successfully calmed 
put bad name for themselves. And of course, we know that you know you can only spend if you are if you regularly whether you're an average student or you're an excellent student. Mm. You can only spend six years in secondary school. Because you put it between the class. So and this has been on for years. So I think um this uh very unruly behavior of some of these students has been something that is being handed down to the junior when the seniors are leaving the school. Because I don't understand why a particular school will be characterized by all of these nonsense. And it's so consistent. We are very consistent with it. I'm not certain it's doing anything. So you can imagine why information will not happen. I can recall we discussed a particular uh, topic whereby a teacher, a youth copper teacher in a particular school, had to. You know, I think he was initially attacked by some students and the major issue is six or the children they speak. And that became a big deal. You see, if school owners, if um physical and the school administrators do not do anything about all of this nonsense. What are we doing? We are busy Layering criminals. I can call in my days in secondary school. Mm. They had a teacher. This is only. The fear of moving to me is the beginning of a lot of things in your life. If there was a gathering and you are looking for how best to scatter the gathering and make sure everybody will comply to HP and iPhone. Just start. If it's only coming, everybody will disappear. And then after this day, rather, some of our teachers will go to school and engage some of these students in some very, very shameful activities. It's either they are sharing drugs or they are, they are, they are after the girls, that, that is the girls teachers, or something, something that does not encourage great values are happening in our school. So at this point, since responsibilities given to uh, the school authorities has become too heavy for them to carry, I think it's the very time they cried out so that the government will do something because it is no longer very interesting to teach it and cool. You cannot correct a student, you cannot you cannot try to, you know, impact some values with the students, once you have sent that, you have become their enemies and they begin to plan on how to deal with you as a, as a teacher. And this is, this, is, this, this is very, very irresponsible. And I think that we don't continue to condone this and we don't make sure that we cut it short and make sure that it doesn't occur again. What kind of students are you going to produce? Which ones will graduate and, and they are going to university? And then they are called. And they become the knowledge of their various style of knowledge. And they don't know what they will have. They will come out, graduate, or hook up and cook. And then they want to go to politics. They will come and tell you stories, tell you all of the lies, and then you vote them into power. And you think you can have peace? 
you can you can have progress. Uh, we, if we do not make it, if we do not take this, it's a problem. Mm. All right. So, thank you, Esther. Hmm. All right. Thank you so much, really, Ibinabo, because this conversation is one that a lot of parents need to pay attention to. And I was listening to the part where you were talking about um, some teachers that would actually go as far as wanting to instill morals in the children but my problem with things like this is a lot of these people would rather focus on the teacher and see the teacher as a wicked person some parents who go to the school and complain about how they don't want anybody um overly uh disciplining their children for them or they just feel like it's some kind of witch hunt i've heard parents complain badly about how they think a particular teacher doesn't like their child meanwhile this teacher is probably just trying to put your child in good shape so how how would teacher hand uh, teachers handle this so you don't come across as you hating on one child okay can you hear me yes okay i can hear you all right okay so um for me it's like where did all this start um we talk about the good old days really <laughs> But then, like Ibnabo mentioned, there was there was decorum. You 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 know who a teacher is, you know, because they they were strict on morals, and it wasn't just the teachers and the educational system that was strict on morals. It also started also from the home, and the society was also saying that when you see someone's child do something wrong outside, I mean. It is your responsibility to correct that. But what do we have now? All the moral fabric has been torn. It is now rank. You cannot even correct someone's child outside, right? Then the society, the introduction of social media, you know, everything, it has not helped. Now, even, even in the religious circle, right, where... If, if you miss it in the in the home, if you miss it in the school, you probably miss you. You can't miss it in your religious circle. It is not as it's not as effective as it used to be. You understand? So at the end of the day, everything looks as if oh, the teachers, you know, something is wrong with the educational system. It's an issue of we all contributed to it. Now, because what is the infantry girls? Girls, who, I mean, what is the effrontery? What, what, what is it? You know, in Yoruba, and if they cannot be sorry, you understand that that they've done this literally. Mm. What are they thinking? What, what is the power that they have? You know, that 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 that, that or the authority that they have that they can gang up to say they're going to beat the teacher because the teacher corrected. I mean, they don't want somebody to cheat. I mean, what effrontery? You know, but the issue now is, what is the way forward? I like the fact that they have not the students. I want to believe that they should be below 18 years old, you know. So, I don't know if the state has a juvenile correction center, but whatever it be the case, the, the, the government is on top of it. and. According to what they have said, they have to face the road. 
so that this will be a deterrent, you know, to the others. You understand? And I pray that they should not get to a point where somebody somewhere who, who thinks he has influence will say, you know, we've brought the case or stooped under, underneath the carpet or whatever it is. I mean, because the parents of the children also matter. You know, it shows, it shows, it shows a some, not 100%, you know, some values, you know, some values. Well, like I said, it's a collaborative thing, you know. But then, the school itself, the school itself, what are the values that they have put in school? I think it was even about I mentioned it, or maybe it was you, Esther, mm. that even if you miss it in the home, the school is also there mm-hmm. for you to to up your game, just in case you miss it. And if you had it in the home, yes, then the school reinforces it. You understand? Mm-hmm. Then the society backs it up, you know, and then the religious um, says, whatever your faith is, you know, also stamps it. So you know that, hey, what you have done, in, uh, what they have taught you in, 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 in the home, you're also facing it in the school, that this is what you're supposed to be. So I think all of us should go back, you know, and begin to reflect where did we drop the ball. And also for the schools, I know over, over, over the years, mm. you know, we have, we've had cases of the teachers not being able to do anything. Reason being that somewhere along the line, the teachers have compromised. I think Ibelabon mentioned that, that, in those days, uh, the relationship between a teacher and a student was well defined. But now, it is no longer defined anymore. Mm-hmm. Some of them, you, you make them to, to be your girlfriends, your boyfriends, you send them on errands, you tell them to fetch water for you, you tell them to do this, you know, all kinds of things that is, that is making them to think that, okay, I'm entitled, I'm entitled to this. But also, even the, the education board itself, where is the point of discipline? You know, where is the point of discipline that if you do this, this will happen to you? Over the years, I think they also dropped the ball. I think they also dropped the ball. And you see, something that you are not correcting now, indirectly you are saying that you accept it. So mm-hmm. it, it, it's, it's, it's an issue for all of us to go back. I've, I've, mentioned, I've mentioned all these all this touch points. To go back, where did we drop the ball? Where did we drop the ball? That this will happen. Well, I hope they'll make a big cake out of this, you know, and it's not just for them to um, give them that punishment, but they should let other schools know about it and tell them that if this happens, it is the same way these children have gone that you also will go. And then, of course, let's go back to our moral values. I don't know if they do that anymore. You understand? But mm-hmm. I, I don't know where they do it. I'm, I'm, I, I don't know. And that's it. I don't know. But I know in those days we had moral values. We had things and, and things like that, you know. So I think we should just go back. Where did we cross the ball and let's pick it up? Because character really, character is, I mean, yes, you can be brilliant. But you see, what will sustain you is that character. That's true. Thank you. Hmm. All right. Thank you so much, Buki, really, for your comment there. 25 minutes past nine, and this is still Panorama 
on Women Radio 91.7. The phone lines are open 07000-917-917 or you can send us a text or a WhatsApp message 70-317-56537. Listen live at the website www.wfm917.com. Download the mobile app to listen live WFM 917. So, even about coming back to you on this conversation, do you think that this um, new idea of uh, gentle parenting, modern parenting has somehow impacted the way some children get to behave in the society? Because some people have argued over time that this gentle parenting necessarily isn't the way to go because some children, it's not just enough to speak to them. It's not just enough to have conversations with them. They actually need to understand that there are consequences and penalties when they go or do otherwise. So what do you think? Okay, thank you, Esther. You see, um, unfortunately, um, we have gotten it so wrong. Unfortunately, uh, a lot of things that used to, that was, that was obtainable so many years ago, are no longer there. You see, there are times that from parents, I mean, from instances, from parents, are not even aware of the true character of their children, I tell you. They will sit down and begin to argue with you that, no, 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 that is not my child you are talking about. Because they don't even know a parent who engaged the services of a housekeeper. And the housekeeper, people only had a very funny uh, upbringing, would do the one to actually bring up the children and not the mother or the father. What do you think the children would turn out to become? Or children that today uh, their mother would drop them with one neighbor. Tomorrow, that neighbor is not available, they will drop the students another neighbor. And this student keeps picking up different characters from different places. And at the end of the day, they are caught in between a lot of things. And they don't, and their parents are not there. So, use of all of this nonsense, they are picking up at different points. So, what do you think they will have to become? We live in an era whereby some parents believe that when you expose your children to some things on social media or when you allow them without being censored to watch anything on the television, it is an act of, you know, pampering a child and showing a lot of love. It is not true. We live in an era whereby parents may not the cognizance of who they bring into their home. Hey, this cousin just graduated, though. He has come to Lagos to serve. He doesn't have a place here. He has come and say with us, who is this cousin of yours? Who is this niece of yours? Who is this nephew of yours? Are you very conversant with the person's character? Are you not worried that this person will come into your family and have the opportunity to share something that you will never be able to get away from your children. Because parents have to be very sensitive to who they allow around their children. Because if you are not, children are very impressionable. 
and they, they're risking an accident. They are very, they tend to, you know, pay attention and pick up things from people who are always around them. So we are the people that are always around the children. We are parents who don't pick up their children from school and time. What kind of a school is that school? What is their after school hours activities? What are they like? All of these things you need to understand. Because at different points, children pick up different things. And by the time their hands are full, they begin to display their feet. And then you ask yourself, oh my God, I did my best. How did I get here? How did I get How would you not get there? When you are paying more attention to what is of less importance, and what is most demanding of your attention has been denied your attention. Hmm. So I know that there are times that as, as a parent, you are putting everything that you know in bringing up your child in writing. And, and the thing is, what goes out? That is a different thing. Well, let, us, let us look inward. Let us begin to, let us um, audit ourselves as parents. How are we fed? Mm. And let us be sincere with ourselves. Because sometimes we are very quick to shift the blame to other people, okay. shift the blame to situations and circumstances. It is, it, it is not so. Take responsibility. Parenting is not a small business or a small job. Mm-mm. It is energy sapping. It is very demanding, absolutely demanding of your attention, of your time. So, in the, in, in, in the activities of the day, you go to work and all of that. How much of your time do you set aside to spend with the children? How much of your time have you expended in trying to understand where they are at every point in time? It's very important so that you can read up any knowledge you have Thank you. Hmm. All right. Thank you so much, Ibnabo, for your comments there. Buki, what do you think? Modern parenting, does it have a hand in this? Because you see some uh, parents would go to their children's school to go and fight and quarrel with any teacher who they uh, feel like is being unfair to their child. And some teachers, I mean, a lot of teachers, nobody wants that kind of confrontation. So you rather just leave the child to just do anything and say, oh, when you go back home, your mother will fix whatever it is that is not working for you. Instead of having to correct the child and the parents come to the school to come and talk to them. And I know there was at some point where some schools had to talk to their teachers, see whatever you can. You're not the parent of this child. You're only a teacher. Just do your job. And this puts teacher in a difficult situation because if I, as a teacher, I want to actually do my job, it's not just about the academics. I'm looking at the person and the character of that child. There are people who have attested to the fact that the person that they are today is is um, an influence of their teacher or a particular teacher on their life, not necessarily what they learned from the house. So if parents are obstructing such values, then we have a problem at hand. Yeah, I totally agree that what we see is a result of what we have got. You know, there are quite a lot of things that have mixed together. We talk about the westernization culture. Um, we talk about social media and 
and um, cross globalization, you know, the, the, the whole world is now a village. You know, the Internet of Things, you get to know what they're doing in this culture, um, quite a lot of things. And then, of course, the economic situation. You know, in those days, you find out that in average homes, really, not, not all the homes, you know, average homes, you, you have one person, one out of the parents, you know, staying more with them more often than not is always the mother, you know. But we also have this on the other side as well. Or you even have both of them come up very early and they still the discipline in their children and they do not, they still take dinner, dinner times, you know. And then, of course, Saturdays, you know, we are there. The woman days were not, I mean, were not this much, you know. You only go to parties where they are just family members and you go with your children, you know. Um, and then, of course, Sundays, for those who are Christians, Fridays, those who are Muslims, you know. I mean, they take, you know, going to church, you know, or to the religious center very religiously. So, these are the touch points. But what do we have today? Economic situation. People will have to work from morning till night. You know, what parents have to work it out, you know, because they want to give, you know, a certain level of um, living, you know, to their children. But with all this, like I said earlier, we all drop the ball, you know. It's an issue of what am I doing? Yes, I know I need the money, but what am I doing? Why would I get the money and lose my children? Even this one that we are talking about, I can point families that if you're still in this same culture, this same mixture, this same um, up and down that mm. we are talking about, the children turn that well. So what is the difference? You understand? What is the difference? When, when, when I talk about taking responsibility, I use the, I use the story of of this, of this one, the true life story that was a drunk, you know. I don't know if, if, if he's died, if he's dead, rather. I don't mean, but the story of the father's first step. They asked him, you know, and he said, ah, what do you expect? He's my role model now. So if he's a drunk, I'm I'm a drunkard and all that. So what am I saying? I mean, I, and I want to put it together and mm. I'll, I'll read that to wrap up. You're, you as the parent, you are the one to set the standard. What do I want my son or my daughter to be? What are the values that I want to put in them? And what time, in the midst of my chaotic schedule and all that, what time do I devote? So it's coming back to you because some children don't that well in this same society. You understand? In this same society, there was a particular lady. I mean, I give kudos to her. I never knew the children, you know, turned out, I mean, they, they, they turned out well. Because when you look at her, it's like she doesn't have the time, she's a house flyer, and blah, blah, blah. The very first time I met the children, do you know that, I mean, with all the sophistication and everything, the children knelt down on their two knees to greet me. And I said, huh? and I started looking at them, courtesy. Mm. You understand? They had it. Morals, etiquette, they had it. And it was not, you know, ah, you think I don't know what I'm doing. I might fly here and there, but when I come home, we sort this thing matter out. I said, do you know that that's the reason why I don't always appear everywhere they call me? 
Because that's what it is. The time I want to have for my family, where I instill values in them. And then Sunday, I don't joke. When we come back from church, oh yeah, what did you learn? And then, you know, practical examples. You know, so, and then of course, they also discuss what are the things that are happening in the society. Oh, your friend did this. And then they come back home and then come and discuss it. Is it good? Is it not good? What are the consequences? And things like that. And, you know, the children were able to turn out well. And then we also have children also that, I mean, their parents, like Ibunabo was mentioning, you know, they don't care. I mean, they just, they've left it to whatever. So what do we expect? So I think it's to go back to us, um, we parents, where did we miss it? And let's pick up the ball where we missed it. Thank you. All right. Thank you so much, Buki, for your comments right there. The phone lines are open 0700-917-917 or you can send us a text or a WhatsApp message 070-317-56537. We have a message here from Valo Kachi and it says, it is indeed most irresponsible for students to beat up their teacher simply because he stopped them from cheating in an examination. This shows how very low we have sunk as a people. The values that our forefathers held so dearly have been completely eroded. The level of decadence is highly disturbing. But who are the students learning from? Hmm. Our leaders continue to give the impression that success in life depends on one's ability to cheat. Parents are not left out either. Some parents actually pay for their children to be assisted in exam halls. They compel schools to compromise their standards just because they want their words to excel at all costs. I believe that the foundation of this country is faulty. We need to retrace our steps, destroy the faulty, faulty foundation and start rebuilding again more intelligently this time around. This may sound impossible, but it is achievable with the right set of leaders. Nigeria really needs help. May God quickly come to our rescue. Hmm. So that is one message there, linking it to leadership, what the children get to see in the society, who they get to emulate, and what goes on in the society. Because really, it just seems as though we have a society where bad character, bad actions are rewarded well, but people who get to do good things are not well talked about, which we're actually here to break the narrative because people who do good works should be celebrated and should be put out there for people to actually see that good things have been celebrated. It is 20 minutes to 10 on Your Women Radio 91.7 and this is Panorama. Panorama is where we have the ladies from different geopolitical zones come together to discuss, dissect, and disagree on topical issues. And Panorama is broadcast Mondays through Fridays at 5 minutes past 9. And we bring you ladies from different geopolitical zones. My name is Esther Alarebi and I've had with me Ibn Abod Dixon and Buki Femi Ajala. Buki Femi Ajala had to run along because she had something to catch up with. And I still have Ibn Abod Dixon here. Before we call it a wrap, let's look at this one. This comment here from the senator representing Edo North Senatorial District, Adams Oshomale. Having to describe the 30,000 naira mini monthly minimum wage as a criminal wage in court. Now he said this, noting that his cleaner earns nothing less than 60,000 naira. In his words, in quote, if I have chosen to employ a cleaner and chosen not to clean the house by myself, that is the least I thought I could pay. What we call minimum wage is a criminal wage if you exchange 30,000 at 800 naira or 700 naira to the dollar. What does it translate to? Ibn Abo, I have concerns with this comment because this is coming from somebody who holds a position in leadership. And over time, we've spoken about the need for us to actually review the minimum wage in the country because some people don't even still earn this minimum wage. And looking at where we are right now, the whole economic situation, petrol, hiking school fees, hiking food, 
prices. I mean, that money would not do anything for the average family. So what do you think about this one? Okay. Uh, very interesting. You know, sometimes when you um, uh, pick up some comments from some of our political leaders, uh, you, you, you tell yourself this is not evil. Because this came from a man who has been in the corridor of power for so long. He was with PDP before he translated to now, we know the learnings of the people, and um, it's not um, new, uh, you know, the position who does not know his audience, he has been in the corridor of all, like I said, for so long. Now, the, for me, the interpretation I get to his comments was, um, those are political statements. Mm. Political statements because you want, you want to say what people you want people to hear, not the truth of what is going on. You don't want a governor. And at what point have they ever advocated for a minimum wage that was defeating for the civil servants in a day when was governor? Having said that, I, you see, as a member of a party, who is a senior member of the party APC? He's a very, very important uh, uh, reference person. So now, him coming out to talk about uh, what he pays his cleaner in 60,000 naira. And then, I, I, I'm still wondering, I can't feel that. Around my head, the, the core of that statement because we are talking about the economy as a whole. You see, what I see here is we are in your home and we are still digging. You understand what I'm saying? When you are in your home, what you should be doing is look for a way to get up and out of that hole. But all we are busy doing is to further dig while we are still in that hole. And we do not know how to um, confront ourselves with the facts on the table. We have had need Hello, Ibn Abba, can you hear me? Hello, can you hear me? Oh, we'll try to reconnect with Ibn Abba in a bit, really, because I wanted to understand where this comment is coming from i mean we live in the country where the minimum wage is thirty thousand naira, and it's gotten a lot of people talking i mean what can you possibly do with thirty thousand naira this time around and here we have a senator saying that this money is not necessarily minimum wage that it is criminal wage and i want to understand what criminal wage is you know that thing they do especially politicians where you actually get to make a comment but you've not necessarily said anything you don't necessarily said a comment and i'm wondering what is what is this supposed to be? Is this a call for the review of the minimum wage? Or what exactly, Binabo? For me, that statement holds no water. Because it, it's not coming from someone who is, who is new. You know, someone just came on board, someone is very new in, uh, in the corridor of power. They have been in the corridor of power for a long time, like I said. And, you know, 
we do not comfort ourselves, like I said earlier, with fat on the table. We are going to be like people who are already in the hole, and you are further digging. You are going to be, you keep digging, so you are putting yourself far from the point of escape. Now, a, a man in that capacity, a person of that capacity, coming out to say that um, 30,000 naira minimum wage is criminal. Mm. What was the minimum wage that uh, they paid to the civil servant when he was governor of a district? Was it enough? What was the IDR of a district when he was governor? Mm. Because our government have not been able to engineer their own ideas and stand on their ground, even if much isn't coming from the center. What can you do as a governor? So it's not enough coming out to say that 30,000 are minimum wage is criminal. Mm. Even if just to add, just to mm. add to this, to this, um, Adam, um, Adams Oshomale being at some point. Mm. He was the president of NLC and was yeah. talking about these same conversations of minimum wage. And it's so it's so hard where we are right now because a lot of people don't even want to listen to NLC. When you get reported, like, oh, they've been saying the same thing for the longest. All over the years, they've been saying the same thing. And this is somebody who once held this position. What was the minimum wage at the time when he was there? So that's why I'm saying this comment. You're saying something, but you're not saying something still. That's why I said it's a political statement. Mm. Make I talk, make the phone I don't talk. Because I I I I think I, I try to dissect it to look at it to I try to, you know, get into his head and to understand what we're trying to project. But I all I see is a a politician who just wanted to say something. Because what have you done as a political leader? As a one-time governor in your state, what have you done concerning the economy? I'm bringing it down to the idea of every state. What have they done to engineer the idea of a when he was governor? He has, he has held various positions in, uh, in, 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 in the time past. What has it done? Because talking about fifty thousand naira uh, that he did take with uh, cleaner, mm. it's not a big deal. Because even that amount of money is not enough. Looking at the economy and looking at the the cost of you know basic items, food items in the market. So what I, what I would like to hear from people like this is to provide solutions to the, the, the to, to the poor economy that we have already. To come up with statements that will score us into 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 a situation whereby our inflation will will get better from the two digits to one digit that gradually it reduces like that. Coming up to tell us that is uh, is uh, cleaner is being paid uh, even a hundred thousand naira is not enough. It's not about condemning the minimum wage. It's about dealing with the economy. What are you doing? What are the things you are putting in place to bring soccer to the poor man? Because even if you, 
Now, if you want to pay the civil servant, a hundred thousand naira for example, what is the percentage of the people you are satisfied at that point in time? What happens to those people who are self-employed? What happens to those people who are even unemployed? So there, that solution has to be holistic. It's not about just civil service, it has to be holistic because it wasn't just civil service who voted during the election period. Mm-hmm. So the economy should be tackled from all sides. The economy is so is so lean, is so sickly, is so fragile that it needs urgent attention. In fact, they should carry the colony into emergency room and, 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 and call upon all the doctors, all the specialist doctors to attend to it. Mm. Rather than coming to tell us, I mean, what is my business with how much uh, uh, he pays his, his, uh, his, his cleaner? How does that affect my life? How does that make things better? How does that affect the high cost of items in the market? How does it? Yes, probably was trying to say that the minimum with thirty thousand naira is too small because even as a cleaner in his house, he is being paid a uh, I mean a salary of sixty thousand naira. Probably he's saying that that wasn't even enough. Let me thirty thousand naira. Fine. You see, we are tired of rhetoric. Solution is what we are looking for. We have almost like overflowed. Telling our leaders to revamp our refineries. We have said so many things. People have come to say a lot of things. People like Senator Desino, people like Ngozi Okoye Wiala, all of these experts in their various fields have come up with various ideas. But which of them have we taken as a government to? Profound solutions to this economic problem we have in Nigeria. It's not up to the amount that you are paid. Because as soon as we, people hear that um, uh, the minimum wage has been, you know, raised to 100,000, for example, come on, go to the market and see what will happen. We live in a country where people are experts at holding commodities mm. so they can make more profit. We live in a country where we have five control boards that is not active. We live in a country where a president came out to announce that all subsidy has been removed and then suddenly every filling station did not have PMS. Immediately. <laughs> Nothing. Immediately. Those who are selling at that point stop, stop selling because there is a reservoir dried out. Or what? This is the kind of country you live in. So, as a leader, you have to be mindful of what to say in the public spaces. You have to be mindful of the kind of policies you will out. Because the immediate effect is not going to be funny. All right. Mm. So, we have to be sensitive to the plight of the ordinary man. Not about coming out and to talk and talk and Talk is cheap, like they say. Mm. Talk is very cheap. All right. Thank you so Action much, Venable. to be matched with everyone. Mm. That, is the, that is the bottom line. 
Really? It's all about talking and talking and talking. We are tired of talking. Really? Nigerians are tired of talking. Mm-hmm. All right, thank and you so much. And the actions we want are actions that will not talk the ordinary man. Not the actions that will talk the ordinary man. Sorry, Esther. Well, the action of taking all the responsibilities that will be taken up by our leaders mm. and they are keeping us, keeping it or not. That's not the, the right policies we are looking at. Mm. We are looking at a situation whereby our leaders will identify with us and suffer along with us. In solidarity, thank you. All right, thank you so much, Ibinabo, for your comments, really, because Nigerians really want to see actions and not one sided actions, no actions that will push us further, but actions that will liberate us and bring us to the point where we want to see. Thank you so much, Ibinabo, for being on the program. Thank you for having me. Have a beautiful day. All right, you do too. Same. All right. It's a wrap on the program this morning, and you've heard from Ibn Abu Dixon and Buki Femi Adela on their thoughts on the two stories that we've taken today. First, talking about the students who ganged up to beat their teacher because he refused to allow for examination or practice in the course of an exam. And also, we also took the comment of Adam Toshomale, who um, mentioned that the 30,000 minimum wage is criminal. It's a criminal wage, whatever that means, really. They need to tell us more. But that minimum which really needs to be reviewed and some kind of uh, sanctions need to be put in place for certain places who have not actually adopted that or are not paying that yet because that money is almost nothing to write home about. My name is Esther Larribi and this has been Panorama on Women Radio 91.7. Do well to join us again tomorrow at 5 minutes past 9 as we discuss, dissect and disagree on topical issues. Up next is Radio Doctor with Chinyere. Good morning. To sponsor this... WFM 91.7